We heard a moment ago in the gospel how Jesus pointed us to the heart of worship. And we got a glimpse, as St. John did, about what worship in heaven looks like. We also heard an invitation and hear another one from Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. We've done that. We're doing that. Let's talk about worship. You may be seated. Who wouldn't want healthy churches? Well, I know you do. And we today are in the world of E. We're living in it. The electronic age. Am I right? You bet. Email, eBay, e-rewards, e-trade, e-books, e-commerce, e-learning, e-bills, e-tools, e-gads. <laughs> enough already. Although I'm sure that's not enough. You know, there are pastors that like words that all begin with the same letter. A lot of times there's some that use those as outlines for their message. Me, I'm not that cute. I'm not that creative, except when it comes to ease. And I found five E's that begin to point to what worship is all about. And I'm sure you're glad I didn't find ten. But the five that make up healthy worship are engaging, encouraging, energizing, empowering, and yeah, excellence. This is a part these are a part of what worship in a healthy congregation is all about. And that's what I want to speak personally, specifically about. There's worship, and one could say, even of our entire lives. At least an aspect of that, as God acts, we respond. And that response is worship from the beginning of our lives to the end of our lives lived in faith. But I want to speak about corporate worship what we're gathered here and often to do together to worship our Lord. And when we speak about such worship, it's engaging. It is an engagement. Now, you see two pictures, and I'm sure that to a certain degree it's a gender difference. Uh, we guys tend to look at the left and see gears moving and connected to each other, making things happen. Now, I know it's not totally correct, and I don't want to be overgeneralizing, but on the right, I think at least a lot of women think about engagement with a ring, a promise for a man and a woman to come together in marriage. Whatever the image, and even if you have another one, engagement is connectedness. Woman to man, gear to gear, person to person, and the people of God to God himself. Engagement is a good word to describe worship. It's how it's meant to be, to be connected, to be involved. And you know, there's two dimensions to that, as there are to so many things in the Christian faith. There's the connectedness, the engagement between God and us, and still have that first part, us back to God. But also the horizontal connection, engagement, 
one to another, as we are together, there is inevitably some kind of engagement, some kind of connectedness. And so it's a two-way street. Worship is God in us, us and God, to be sure. And it needs to be. It's designed to be. At its best, that's what worship is. It is an engagement. And there's two rules. Two rules to this. Number one rule is show up for corporate worship. Number two is be there. Okay, you think those are the same? Not at all. Showing up is being here in body. It's getting yourself out of bed, leaving St. Mattress or whatever, and coming together as the people of God to worship. Forced to come? Perhaps. Circumstances that compel you to come, maybe because your children are singing or grandchildren, no matter. That's the beginning to show up. But there's a danger there. If it's only our body, if it's only our outward being, showing up is one thing, being there is another. Being in the moment, being in the circumstance, being in what is happening this isn't entertainment, another E word. It's not passive, sit back and, and let me hear, do something to me or for me while I sit and watch and maybe listen. It's participation. That's what being here is all about. And there's a lot of different ways in which that takes place in a service. There's a lot of different ways that the services take place to connect, to engage with people. It's important. And to put it another way, there's many styles of worship. There isn't just one way, one right way, because there's not just one kind of person. We each relate to God. We each relate to other things in life in very personal kinds of ways. And when we come together, we look for and hopefully we find ways that make that engagement, that help us with that engagement and, and further that engagement, not just with each other, but with our Lord. Sometimes we have to learn. Sometimes we have to understand what does that for us. And that's where I think of the word worship and workshop how they often go together. Sometimes we have to, to learn, we have to, to work at that. And yet at the same time understand that there are differences, that there are unique kinds of connections, not just personal, but even corporate connections. People's choices in that regard need to be honored because ultimately that's one dimension, but the ultimate dimension, the ultimate engagement is with God. And that never changes in its essence, perhaps only in its form. Engaging worship, but also encouraging. Encouraging is a part of why we come together, how we come together, and the benefit. Because you see, God is the encourager. God is present. We invoke his name as well as identify ourselves when we say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are encouraged by God's presence. We are encouraged by the gifts He gives. And it's a reason to come together. 
We can, on our own, experience that. But there's something additional, a new dimension to coming together. And as we are encouraged, we encourage each other. We are encouraged by each other. You know, you don't always wake up where everything's great, everything's wonderful. The sun is literally and figuratively shining upon us. But God help us, His encouragement and coming together, that can be a real encouragement even from other people. From the hymns, from the songs, and certainly they rang out, and I trust will continue to ring out this morning encouraging to be sure from the pulpit i hope and pray we all do is whether it's pastor sean or myself or whoever your pastors are that words of encouragement are spoken which boils down to us in our tradition we talk about law and gospel you know the law it doesn't seem at first glance to be encouraging to hear god say you're sinful you need to do this you haven't done that you're not living as you should. You're, something within you is sick. But think about this a little further. That may not sound encouraging. But you go to the doctor and what takes place? You go for a reason, but maybe it's only because something isn't right, but you can't put your finger on it. But the doctor does, hopefully, most of the time, so that you can move on to the remedy. And so while he tells you that you're sick, with this or that it's not just to make you feel bad but it is to bring you to the solution to bring you to the cure and that's what happens in worship in the confession of our sins in the listening to God's word it sets the stage for even better news and that is that God loves you God strengthens you he's guiding you he encourages you he builds you up in his love just because not because of us but because of him that's what he loves that's what he does he loves to encourage and he does he uplifts he renews he opens possibilities both by his creation especially through his son jesus delivered by none other than his holy spirit engaging encouraging worship but it inevitably leads to empowering or energizing. Energizing. When those things are present, there's energy. Like a spark in a marriage. You know, we have lots of relationships, some better than others. But when they're special, there's a spark. I mean, something intangible, but you feel it, you know it. And that's the kind of energy that corporate worship brings. If we don't feel it, we trust, we hopefully will. To me, it's like playoff hockey. <laughs> you get in an arena, 20,000 plus people, you get music, you get the crowd, and the energy is there. You can feel it. Well, that's in the sports world. But it's also here. You know, at the end of August, when we got together to call our next senior pastor, there was energy there was a togetherness. There was even worship as we sang. And if ever there was a sense of God's presence, of the Holy Spirit, that was it. You know, it's not, I didn't get anything out of worship. That's a passive stance. But when God 
delivers energy, when we feed off that energy given to us, there is something special. Whether it's from up front or from the pew, the energy is a part of healthy worship. Not dull, not drab, not ordinary. And as we've experienced today, you know, a big part of that is music. Whether it's coming from little children, especially warms our hearts. We applaud and thanks to God and thanks to them. And that, that makes it very energizing, but also other music that we join in. And you know, here's where Martin Luther comes in. Very famous quotation. This is what he wrote. Next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. The gift of language combined with the gift of song was given to man that he should proclaim the word of God through music. Music brings that energy connected to God's word. And whether it's music from long ago or yesterday, linked to God's word, it's powerful and it's energizing. As we trust and pray and as we work that the message, the sermon, whether for children or for adults and everybody, that it is energizing. It's kind of like, remember after Jesus' resurrection, he walked down the road to Emmaus and two followers were with him. And when they got to talking about it later, you know what they said? Didn't our hearts burn within us? They sensed God's presence in Jesus. They experienced energy from him that was transformative. Because where the spirit is, where God's word is delivered through his power, that begins to take place. Meaningful, inspiring worship. Worship that takes effort. Effort of God and effort from him to be able to share with each other. That makes worship also empowering. Empowering through that energy. You know, last week Pastor Sean talked about marks of a healthy church as empowering and equipping. Well, worship empowers because God's word is power. Remember, not because you were there, but because we read about it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, everything. And he did so how? By his word. He spoke and things came into existence that never were unique kind of way as he created. God's word is power. It was shown in the flesh in Jesus. St. John began his gospel the very same way as Genesis. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Through him all things were created. And then, verse 14, the word became flesh. Jesus, Christmas, and dwelt among us. That's where the empowerment comes as the Holy Spirit delivers all of that to us again and again. It's not self-generated. This is not a matter of pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. By the way, good luck with that. Instead, we get a chance to receive power and to respond to that power and even to share it in corporate worship. Baptized into Christ. As Pastor Sean was talking about with the kids, we're given strength. We're given power to become something more than just a child afflicted with the nature of sin. We are reborn. 
we find rebirth. That's why that candle can be a reminder of a second birth, as Jesus described it to Nicodemus. And in Holy Communion, we don't just get a little bit of bread and a little bit of wine, but Jesus said this is his body, this is his blood. He lives in us. And there, in fact, is power. Power is not just for the head. It's also for the heart to be integrated, to be experienced, and to be lived. And it all adds up. It all is involved with excellence. God is a God of excellence. He doesn't do things partway, half-heartedly. He goes all out, and he does them like none other. And so we can. We can respond as part of worship with excellence as well. That has a couple of aspects at least. It falls upon those who plan worship and put the worship experience together. Preparation. And you know, St. Michael does that well. Your leaders, humanly speaking, spend a great deal of time. And having spoken about music, that is top of the line here at music. Not by accident, but by the gifting of God and by the dedication of those who prepare. From our leaders to those who participate. To us who sing and to those of us who play music. We've set the bar high. Excellence in planning and in preparation. But then there's also actually worshiping and actually worshiping with excellence, bringing all these things and perhaps even more ease together to be able to do our best. It's not just enough to say, to write, to have the elements all in our head. They got to come through our very being in the best way they possibly can not just sitting back and watching and listening, not just passively, but with excellent responding to God to do our worship and to do it well. Count on God for his excellence. Soak it in, soak it up, and respond. That's what we do. That's what we aim for in our worship. And understand this. All of this, it's not easy it doesn't happen all the time. We are not perfect. We're people. We are people. Not everything happens even as we design it or want it to be all the time. Speaking of ease, we have an enemy. Satan works if no place else, and he does, but especially here when we come to listen to God, when we come here to praise God, receive and give. What better place for the enemy to work than right here. Whether it's getting up in the morning and getting here, you know, sometimes Sunday morning can be one of the most stressful times in the life, especially of a young family. But it's important, and we have the power of God in Jesus through the work of the Spirit to make things happen in a meaningful and inspiring kind of way. Engagement, encouragement, with energy and empowerment and with excellence. That is our e-world as the people of God. Healthy means a lot of things in a lot of ways, but this is health 
of our faith, of our soul, of our very being, of our worship. It makes it all meaningful. Very, very meaningful. In Jesus' name, amen.